Hey, welcome everyone. It is the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. We are very proud to be part of the Variety Sports Network. And this show originates from the Bradshaw Bourbon Studio. And uh, hopefully we're going to get start getting hooked up with some swag and some other stuff here. Uh, they're in the midst of some transitions uh, between the bottling company and uh, Bradshaw Bourbon. So we're hope, hoping that happens in time for the regular season. But uh, in any case, it is great to have everybody back. We see the uh, group of usuals jumping on in. Great to see you guys tonight. And thanks to everybody who uh, listens or watches at your own pleasure whether it's during the live show or a little bit later on. Uh, love having you, and thank you so much. The uh, Steelers, um, at the time of, of this show, uh, there's about four minutes left. The Steelers are beating the Falcons of Atlanta 24 to nothing. It is a massive whipping in a game. That really doesn't matter. Um, yes, yes, Aaron. Uh Scarps is wearing an ode to Mike Mitchell this evening. It's a yes, it's his favorite uh, Steelers saying, player. He's saying uh, hi yep, to Mike. Yep, yep. He loves him. I mean, never mind Listen. the fact that I fucking went there too. But whatever. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean right, that's that's right. secondary. It's my, it's all about Mike. Well, I should have broken out my Chuxacorafor sweatshirt tonight. Then, <laughs> yeah, um, and we could I, call uh, you an asshole too. That's a good yeah, idea. Uh, it would be fitting, wouldn't it? Who the hell just missed a kick for the Steelers? It wasn't even close. Harry Potter. Oh, they put BT Potter in. <laughs> Outstanding. Anyway, Ben's here, Ian's here, Scarps is here, and the whole crew. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about what happened in tonight's game and really start looking ahead to the 53-man roster who helped themselves tonight, who maybe didn't. Uh, is there somebody out there that, that might be cut that nobody sees coming? There's all kinds of those wonderful things. Um, most importantly this evening, Ian, what are you drinking? <laughs> so, uh, we had some dinner guests this evening and oh. we had tacos. So I made margaritas. So I'm dusting off what's like my, I don't know, second, third, whatever it is. I refilled it. So, you know, it's like my third. Now that looks like a uh, tasty frozen or I can't really tell. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's got, it's got ice. It's on the rocks. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. But it's, in, it. it's in my steel city blitz glass, which if you talk oh, nice course. to Mark on Twitter, eventually like six months later, he may send you a steel city mm -hmm. blitz glass. Mm -hmm. uh, it, a little bit of turnaround time for me, but, yeah, uh, but it bit. happens. Uh, ben, what are you drinking this evening? Ben was on mute. Sorry. Oh, that's fine. It's fine. It's all right. <sighs> So uh, what, do you, what do you got there? I think we're drinking a cloud mentality, which is a hazy. Okay. And then I've got a total domination IPA in this one, which I'll open later. All right. A couple of, a couple of fine brews and uh, the mustache man himself. What are you drinking? Uh, I only bought this for the can. Um, and then the, the name it's called Keanu leaves. So let's, <laughs> so let's, what? let's, Take a look at Keanu Leaves, and it is a West Coast style India Pale IPA, brewed and canned by Log Yard Brewing Cane, PA. 
Lovely. All right. Kane PA. Wow. That's like (laughs) middle of nowhere. District nine football. That's North central Pennsylvania. I mean, Aaron, since it's Kane related through hellfire and brimstone, this was brewed for for our WWE fans out there. Oh, very nice. Uh, That would be Aaron and nobody else. Um, (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Oh, big Ben's burger. Got some shiner. Uh, Shiner's an excellent, excellent beer. Shiner uh, Bach. Texas. Uh, you know, uh, what do you say? A tech, you know, tech IPA? X-Hex IPA. I haven't had that. Scheiderbach, I, I wouldn't go so, so far as to say excellent. Actually, I wouldn't go so far as to say good. That's a, it's okay, but they have some other good beers. Oh, it, cool. It, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of the, the Bach. Um, but more of a, a, a Beethoven person myself. Are you, are you a uh, fan of the whiskey? Wow. Uh, yes, big fan. Big, big fan of the Bradshaw bourbon. Shameless plug. Um, all right. So let's get this thing rolling. The Steelers uh, just about to put the wraps on a, uh, a victory tonight, and they will finish 3-0 in the preseason. Uh, uh, okay. Ian, give me one word to describe the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, offense in the preseason. And, and, and I'm just going to say this. Context included that, yes, they were preseason games. They weren't necessarily against starters. Just give me one word to describe what you've seen out of this offense. Impressive. Elaborate. <laughs> you asked for one word. The one time I was succinct in my life. Um, that, you know, and, after, and you're talking about Matt Canada. Right. Mm-hmm. After how sluggish they were all of last year, basically grinding out, you know, 17 to 13 victories i mean five touchdowns and five drives regardless of who you're going against is impressive um you know you still have to make passes and convert plays on third downs regardless of who you're going like you know it's it's like the idea in baseball of even the best hitters are gonna Mm -hmm. like you know hit a ball right to a fielder sometime or like maybe you miss a pass on third down but we didn't have an incompletion until two minutes left in the first half tonight like they've they've been really sharp and yeah they're playing against backups but they're doing what you want to see an nfl offense do against backups and i mean tonight was like the the perfect balance too of you know the the first game they threw a lot the second game they ran a little more this game Mm -hmm. they mixed Mm -hmm. it in that there were some runs there were some deep passes that kind of opened things up they ran the ball well in the red zone. The blocking has been outstanding. The the offensive line is really coming together, and so they're they're uh, yeah right. yeah. So so Ben, give me your one word first. <clears throat> crisp, crisp. Okay, crisp. So we have impressive and crisp. they're they're doing the things you know. Tomlin talks about doing the routine things routinely. Mm-hmm. They're being asked mm-hmm. to do routine things versus vanilla defensive schemes, and they're going out and they're doing them. I'm not as impressed with the tackles in pass blocking. I'm really not. Um, okay. That said, yeah, we agree, Chris. That 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 mustache is is really something, um, Uncle Rico esque. Uh, but uh, coming back to the Steelers, I'm not mm-hmm. really that impressed with the tackles and the way that they're blocking at this point. Pass blocking. <laughs> Uh, the run blocking has been has been amazing. I I'm truly impressed. Isaac Samalu was a really, really nice addition. Um, Roderick Jones is a mar as a run blocker. As a pass blocker, he's got some work to do. But the kid, yep. 
the kids never really had to learn to pass block. He was just so big and strong that it was easy for him. Right. In college. And and now he's, you know, going up against guys that have got a lot of moves and they're going to get around him and he's going to have to adapt. And I, I have confidence that he will. Um, and Darnell Washington out there on, on the edge himself as a run blocker is pff, you put, you double, you do double tights with Washington and Gentry on the outside. And then you have, and you, you pull a counter going that way. Look out, look mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. that, that could go to the house, especially if the running backs, excuse me, the running backs, if the, uh, the wide receivers block as well as they have been for the running backs to this point, that's been a point of emphasis blocking for running backs and yak. Okay. All right. If they and, keep that and- up. It'll be it'll be good and and so all this is encouraging. I I'm I'm positive about the direction, the 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 trajectory of the offense. Am I convinced that they're going to be a good offense? No, not yet. I I think that's an excellent way to put it. Uh, impressive, crisp, as you guys said. Context still preseason going against second third yep. teamers, scarps uh, and, and and vanilla schemes. That too. Yep. Yep. Scarps, uh, one word. Um, For God's sakes, man, I've given you five minutes here. Well, you know, the new <laughs> we Ryan. The we new took Ryan, all the good words. Yeah, the, the new Ryan is is thinking of a new word because okay. you guys. Um, unreasonable. Mm. <laughs> okay. And I unreasonable. say unreasonable. And all I right. say and I say that because. You're right. They've played against backups. They've also played against the Bills' first team. Um, although, you know, I feel that like that Bills game was just really hard to watch at times. Um, and I and you know, I don't know if that's just uh, you know a lack of practice and in, in training camp from the ones in the cohesion or whatever. But um, I don't think they're as good as they've shown, um, and I don't think they're as bad as they were last year. So I think what they're doing right now is unreasonable to think that they're going to continue this in the regular season. Um, each week, matchups are so big. Um, and, you know, I was texting my buddies on the side and I was just like, man, I was like, I was like, there's just no way they could be that. There's just no way they could keep this up. I mean, like if if they would do like, like. For the, for everyone saying that like oh this team you know the, the, oh, this team is amazing like if they did this in the regular season it would literally be like the greatest offensive season in Steelers history and I I just I just don't think that 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 that's uh that that that's what's going to happen but I will say this if they're half as good as they are showing right now that's absolutely mm-hmm. an improvement mm-hmm. huge uh, on yeah. last year and I'd even say the year before um. I've always said the same thing about Kenny Pickett is that um, I, I've never crowned him. I've never trashed him. Jokingly, I do in the Casey Case segments. Of course. But he he has made some very nice throws. Like that first one to Deontay tonight. Oh, what a beautiful throw. I, you know, to, to me, that's going to beat the perfect defense. Now, that ball to Pickens was nicely placed, but there might be a better corner on Pickens. So maybe that throw in the regular season yep. – doesn't quite land but that first one to Deontay is going to beat mm, yeah a good amount of of of, of, of coverage that he's seeing so on a yeah, third down too yeah, yeah. And, and and you know absolutely you know absolutely that you're encouraged and and, mm-hmm. I, and and 
and Mr. Matt Smith over here cannot say Kenny's improved from last year. It's still preseason. So that's why I'm just I'm just chilling as much as I can. And Kenny has said that. And yeah, and that, here's the other thing too. Here's the other thing that like about him is that you know we got we got enough we got enough guys on the team to think they're wonderful and mm-hmm. i i think pickett i think pickett plays with a lot of confidence which is what you want to see but he has said the right things at all times and yeah. i I've, i think i've said this before on the show he went if you didn't know this he went to the university of pittsburgh and I pittsburgh's, was really pittsburgh's uh, sports information director ej borghetti one of the best in the business um obviously his has taught him well and he is saying the right things he's doing the right things and um you know we'll, we'll see what happens when it really counts uh in a couple weeks so ian uh i, I know you've been kind of on and off with the game tonight you had a chance to go through it a little bit more um you know we you put up a real good list in our chat today just talking about I did. you know some of the some of the locks and everything and then and then kind of narrowed it down to this this you know list of guys that you know were competing with other guys and stuff was there anybody tonight that you were able to see that you're like okay th- th- this guy's going to make the 53 um or, or or were these positions already set? Um, I mean, I don't I don't think they're they're not set in stone. Um, you know, there's definitely guys who have played their way onto the roster in the last preseason game. The one that always kind of jumps to mind to me is I remember there was a game. Oh boy, two thousand six or seven, somewhere in that time frame where Charlie Batch threw like a last second touchdown pass in the fourth quarter to beat Carolina. And like, nobody thought that Charlie Batch was going to make the roster that year as like Mm -hmm. the fourth quarterback. And then he wound up making it. And then they kept four quarterbacks that year. And then he wound up like having to start a game later in the year. Cause that was the year like Byron Leftwich got hurt and some other weird things happened. But Um, he ended up as a three, didn't he? Yeah, he ended up as the three eventually, and I can't remember how that yeah. all worked out, but he did. I think Dennis Dixon got hurt too because they had like drafted Dennis That's right. Dixon. That's right. They wanted right. him, and then but then Dixon got hurt, so they were like, "Oh, I guess we're glad we we kept Charlie Batch around." Um, yeah, and then like Stefan Logan with like kick returns making the team. Um, you know, th- so there have been guys that have made the team because of the last preseason game. Um, and the way I was kind of looking at it was that there was probably like eight or nine spots kind of up for grabs in tonight's game kind of mm-hmm. depending on you know if someone really stood out um but i mean i think there's guys who are definitely sort of the inside favorites to make some of those spots um the other thing i will just remind people is that the 53 that they settle on next Tuesday at four o'clock yeah. may not be the 53 that they take the field with against San Francisco because yeah. If you want to put a guy on IR to be able to bring him back, you have to keep him on the initial 53. So a guy like a Kevin Dotson, who's got a shoulder thing, or maybe even a Larry Joby, as much as I hate to mention it, mm-hmm. um, you know, are potential candidates that it's like, you know, maybe they make the initial 53, get put on IR, and then they bring a couple guys back. You know, they've they've been very upfront and saying, hey, we're going to have to cut a, an NFL-capable player on the defensive line 
but maybe it's one of those deals where they cut him and be like, don't leave town because we're going to put this guy on IR and bring you back. So yeah, that's a possibility. I mean, the other thing is it it seems like every year they watch the waiver wire. And if, if there's somebody they've been keeping an eye on or who is an improvement over somebody they already have on the roster, they sign that guy. So there, there are Mm -hmm. always roster moves on Wednesdays and even Thursdays after final cutdown day. And specifically Dotson, because of what he's going to be making this year, I expect him to be waved injured. I, 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 do. I do too. And, I mean, he, and don't he get me wrong, the last I mean, two weeks. No, he'll he'll receive an injury settlement yeah. when he when he's gone. But I, why keep him? I mean, he's he's third in the death chart right now yep. at his, his position. Yep. Um, ben, just same question to you: is, is there anybody tonight that that maybe solidified a position for themselves? Um, based on what you've been able to see, I, I, I know it's I, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I had to work, um, yeah. this evening. The game started here at 4 30. I haven't seen any of, of okay. tonight. Um, I, I don't think there's anybody that, I mean, basically, when the starters were in early mm-hmm. in the game, that's when they scored all the points. Mm-hmm. Um, there weren't a lot of fireworks. Mason Rudolph, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Hey, Rudy was making the team the entire time, guys. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. It was happening. It's kind of fun, yeah. though, because, I mean, we'll be able to give Scarf shit about being his biggest fan for one more year. At least. At least. Uh, Scarps, what about you? Did you see anybody tonight that you that kind of stood out to you? I mean, maybe the, the corner or uh, the nickel battle there between uh, Elijah Riley, Shannon Sullivan. I mean, any, any, any of that stuff there? First, I just want to compliment the chat uh, for the good <laughs> for the good back and forth. I don't know what I did tonight to 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 warrant these these uh, these comments, but you know, you know that, that's what happens. That's, that's that's what happens when you've made the big time. You got to take the heat. Um, this isn't so much tonight as it is a couple guys that I think that may or may not have been on uh, on. On, on the hot or on the hot Ooh. seat or chopping block. Yeah. Anthony McFarland, I thought had a really good preseason. Um, and I, you know, again, as we've said, it's just preseason, but it is, but, but for guys like him that really don't have a lot to show in his, you know, what is it? Fourth year, third, third or fourth year now. Um, I think he had a really good preseason. He had a couple rushing touchdowns. He had a couple long runs. He, you know, is 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 pomp and Charlie Batch growth, but both wonderful people. You know, Charlie's like, yeah, he's gonna take this out from ten yards deep because like he needs to make a play in a preseason. Like, yeah, you know, like it's like it's like like every time every every time Anthony McFarland returns a kick from uh, you know 10 yards deep in the end zone charlie badge is like he's gonna try to make something happen pomp you know i, I don't even know if that's a good charlie badge <laughs> that is a very good um, it's pretty good and i've been waiting but, for it but um so anthony mcfarland and 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 he was definitely a guy that i i've i've joked about on the show because obviously he went to maryland and we know who was 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 a was a coach at maryland and whatnot um yeah, another yeah, yeah, yeah. another guy i think that that solidified a spot is is Presley Harvin the third. Um, yeah. I think he's done enough. I think I he's agree. done enough in his career to to give him the benefit of the doubt. But um, consistency will be a big deal this year. And and I, 
you know, people say I'm a hater, but I, I think he's have a really good season this year. Um, and I think he's, I think he's worked on his consistency and, uh, going from there. And then, uh, you know, it, I, yeah, Mason was, Mason was always going to make the team. But, oh yeah. 100%. Um, you, know, you know, I, one, what I, what I'm interested in is this, how many, <laughs> this is, how many inside linebackers are they going to keep? And I'm not even yeah. talking about, I'm not that's, even talking about, let's talk who, about, that's a good sees, question. Who sees defensive snaps i'm just talking about special teams well, right Ian, ian's been pretty vocal about yeah things gonna be five um, for sure i agree i think it's four outside five inside so nine total yeah which okay. means quincy so, roche gets cut again which right yeah and 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 so if we focus strictly on the inside for for a minute i, I mean we we've got mark robinson landon roberts who, who wait let's start really... with the starters well okay so we're looking, alexander we got, yeah no. okay you got Holcomb and Alexander, probably your starters, right? Yeah. Holcomb, then Alexander, Roberts, then Roberts and and, and Robinson uh, and Robinson, and then you get that Muse Kwiatkowski. What's how yeah. do you say his name correctly? Kwiatkowski. Quiet or yeah. Kwiatkowski. Like, here, here in Michigan, we say Kwiatkowski. Um, yeah. Uh, Is he but, from Michigan? No. no, no he's from Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, he's from right around. How do they say it in South Hills? How do they say it in Pennsylvania? Kwiatkowski. Okay, so you got Kwiatkowski yeah. and Muse, and I, it, some other guys behind them that you know aren't awful. Honestly, they the, the depth is much better this year along the defensive line and at inside linebacker. So if, if the question took, is, yeah. can Quan Alexander stay healthy? Can he do it? Right, right. If he I, can. I, they're golden. Yeah. If he yeah. can't, which has been the way things have typically gone for Quan, um, then they're not. Which probably, Ian, leads more into that discussion of why you would keep five if you have those concerns about Quan. Yeah. But at the same time, are, are Kwiatkowski and, and Muse kind of one and the same? They're both special teams good. They're, they're, yeah, they're similar. You know, I think Muse has more raw athleticism. Yeah, he mm-hmm. does. Um, He's a but I think Kwiatkowski might have better um, instincts on defense if he on actually defense. has to play. I yeah. think it's fair too. I agree. Can I throw something out there real quick? Yes. Yes. Um, this is no disrespect to Holcomb, but. Um, and they can figure this out, but I'm going. I would go with Roberts and Al, and Quan Alexander as the starters. Um, Landon Roberts played for the Pats, and whether you think they're cheaters or not, Bill Belichick obviously saw something. Yeah, that's fine. Bill Belichick obviously saw something in him. Um, I, I think that he brings. Um, he's won a Super Bowl, um, two-time Super Bowl champ. You know, no disrespect to Holcomb. I don't think that, you know, having depth is a bad thing, but I would go with Roberts and Alexander. But then Alexander has an injury injury history. I don't know. You know, you can't, you know, we don't live in our fears. Is it is it fair to say that, I mean, we might not even really see, like, starting linebackers the way we saw when we grew up? Because depending on who they're playing and the, and the schemes that they're going to do, you you might see a situation where it's it's like Holcomb and Alexander, and then the very next week it, it could be Roberts and Alexander. I, I mean, you just yeah. – it's so well, – And, and you know. Tomlin kind of – that's a great point, Mark, because Tomlin kind of even talked about that and 
uh, Terrell Austin even kind of referenced, you know, wanting to be able to match up differently against different teams. I think in the back of the head, the back of their heads, they're like, you know, we're going to play Baltimore and Cleveland twice. And Mm -hmm. both of them want to run the ball a lot, but a very different kind of run schemes. So against teams like that, you might even play like a Mark Robinson and a, you know, Robert, uh, a Landon Roberts together, Um, you know, against, you know, if you have to go play a, a Kansas city at some point, or even against the Cincinnati, then you're like, all right, Quan Alexander, you're starting this week and we're rolling with that. So I, I think the way they've kind of stacked this inside linebacker depth chart is you're going to have your kind of regular starters, mm-hmm. but they're also going to be flexible and be able to plug and play based on not only situational football within a game, but also schematically against what a team wants to do against them. So we're pretty well set. We think four, five uh, inside backers. And and then it, do we kind of all agree that on the outside it's set? I mean, you, you, you've got Watt, Highsmith, uh, Herbig, and, and Golden. I would say Golden yeah. and Herbig to start the season, but then yeah, yeah I I I kind of hope that that what happens over the course of of this season is that um, Herbig proves he's good enough as a run stopper that he overtakes Golden at some point during mm-hmm. the middle of the season. That would be nice. You can't deny what her. I mean, he had another sack tonight. Herbig, he looked really I, good. Yeah, I, I mean, and he his hustle was unbelievable. I, I mean, he the, the kid has he's just got, you know. he's got more refined hands than I thought he did. He he and, has a lot of pass rush moves for a rookie, and yeah, and they've been talking about how much he's you know he's falling around TJ and TJ's teaching him things, and it's. He looks really good as a pass rusher. I got to say it, especially for a rookie, like shockingly good. Like you're like, what the fuck? Where it, is it? it is. It's stunning How did he me. like, this is a fourth round pick. How is mm-hmm. this happening? But, but like his bend is just fucking ridiculous. It's, it really it is. is. And, is. but he, he just needs to get better as, as a run defender. Not that he's um, been terrible. He hasn't been terrible. I'm not trying to like right. throw shade at him that way. He just needs to be a little bit more reliable. Uh, just real quick, Jen asks any concern over not scoring in the second half. I Jen, no, no, no. Just and I say no, Jen, just strictly because you're dealing with you know so many second so, and third teamers, and I, I mean, uh, I, yeah. On the also, flip- hi Melvin, you made it. Yeah, Melvin. Hey Melvin, what's, what's up, buddy? Melvin's been out in the Caribbean for like the last month or something. Oh, man, that guy, you know, it. you never know with him. Uh, Scarps, what are you gonna say? Um, I, I mean, I no, I, I wouldn't. I, even if I'm a Falcons fan, uh, I wouldn't be concerned with not scoring. Like they didn't play anybody. Like you know, they're gonna they're like the Falcons to me are the are the surprise team this year. The South is winnable. The Saints are pretty decent, but the Falcons have really good running backs. Now they mm-hmm. got a question mark at quarterback. They have a favorable but, schedule though, too. They, but that's the thing too. Like when that's the other thing too is like when you suck, um, you have a better schedule. So 
So, you know, we talk That's about the part bet. of it, but I mean, part of it is just the luck of the fucking draw anymore. Cause yeah, because well, it's well, okay, your division. Two, yeah, your no, I'm sorry. Three games. Three games are, are well, decided so, by your so, now. You know, I I said this the other day that, you know, for, for those out there that like wagering, I think the I think the Patriots win loss over under this year is seven and a half. That's really low. And I immediately was like, oh, that's a that's an over. That's an over. But if you go look at their schedule, it is brutal. The, the AFC has a brutal setup because they have to play the NFC East, I believe. Yeah, and it's, it the is AFC just West. Brutal. It is just yeah. brutal. And and they were third in the third last year in the in the AFC East. So so excuse me. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't know. Um, again, it's preseason. I, I hope that, I hope that we all realize that. And, yes. and here's the other thing I want to say, and I was, I was going to chime in about, um, yeah. the, the brothers Herbig, um, the older, the older brother has a shoulder injury, which, which, which might be significant. I don't, I don't know. And I mean, significant in, in a roster spot, right. you know, perhaps he's an, an IR return guy or whatever. I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but, um, the, the, the younger Herbig and, Yes, he's flashed this preseason, but he might not get a lot of opportunities the first four games. And and even right. though there's 17 games now, think of each four games as a quarter mm-hmm. of a season, right? So if he doesn't perform or doesn't get a lot of opportunities, uh, he's not a bust. He doesn't suck. Like it's just like like I think that's a very good point. We we get so obsessed with what's happening, and, and yes. I would say the same thing. Everybody says I'm a hater, but like if Kenny Pickett struggles <laughs> against the 49ers, Look like we're we're talking, <laughs> it's coming. We're, we're talking about. I see it. We're talking about like we're like we're talking about the 49ers are arguably one of the top one of the top defenses in the league. So if, if the Steelers come out and struggle, it doesn't mean that they suck. It right. just means that it's week one and it's real football and, mm-hmm. and the 49ers might be a little bit better, but they won't see them after week one, unless it's the Super Bowl. That's so right. Let's just the last like, game of the year, baby week, week by week, play by play. Just, just, just everybody, everybody chill. Yeah, what you're telling so me, Ryan, is if the Steelers come out and have to punt their first drive of the season, <laughs> that the world is not going to end. Oh, and seventeen. <laughs> but we know, we know, social media is going to going to react that way. What is the over under? Everybody, what is the over under on Ben yelling? Canada fucking sucks. Uh, I'm going to say one? the the middle. No, no, no. The middle of the second drive is about. Yeah, right I think you'll. I, I think in. you'll be. You'll be polite, and you'll give him the first drive. Yeah. But then, if the second drive is the same, thud, yeah, is, you'll, is you'll more lose. of the same. And I'm looking at fucking yeah. wide receivers that are. There's no, there's no creativity in the the route structure, and it's just like, uh, yeah, this is fucking high school. Here's, why, why do you suck this badly? Here's another realistic thing and we've seen this many times mm-hmm. Steelers 49ers win the toss they kick and the Steelers go right down the field and score seven and Heinz Heinzfield it's Heinzfield it's Heinzfield Heinzfield is an Aliquippa now it's Heinzfield in the minute it's on the north and, shore and it's seven nothing Steelers and 
they don't score the rest of the half and they end up losing 13 10. Maybe so like the, the other Titans team game, is the year that uh, yes, DeCastro yeah, Isaac, yeah, DeCastro like, to Pouncey's yeah. knee, Isaac yeah. Redmond fumble. So, like, just listen, it's a long ass season, it, it, you it get is. 17 opportunities, and you know what. None of the shit that we've been watching I, for the I, past three weeks matters. Are you looking at these fucking com- freak? I don't know where you get this idea that Tomlin curtailed the 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 playbook. Are you serious? You really think that Tomlin said, "No, I don't like that play. You can't call it." It, it, it is he suggesting that he because is last year he had a rookie quarterback. Canada only called the plays he was allowed to call. Hard to assess a guy who can't show his stuff because the boss has a leash on him. We've seen this offense run by three different different quarterbacks now. Quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And and we've had we've seen similar results every single time. One game, the Detroit Lions, Rudy came in and started for Ben because they wanted to protect Ben. Mm-hmm. And he was he was literally throwing against cornerbacks that were street free agents the week before. Guys that didn't have fucking jobs. And he could only put up 16 points. He could only put up 16 points versus that. It was terrible. That was a one in one in six, one in 15 team. They were fucking awful. So they I don't know where this perception poor. comes from. I agree with you in so much as Tomlin should let Canada sink or swim. He should. He's fucking horrible. I I, I think I think I know what freaks can't didn't Canada make some comments maybe in OTAs or something related to what, you know, well, he, the, the, he, the has, he, yeah. he walked off the field. Ben Roethlisberger fucking yelling at him going, what, well, what the fuck do you want me to do with this? Right. Right. Canada, I just don't go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead, Ryan. Canada has, has, has insinuated in different times and different occasions that he, that the organization had a, had a sort of say in in what they were doing and i've definitely mocked him in my casey segments for for saying that right. um but but to steelers steelers freak he's a steelers freak steelers freak, freak. he's steelers freaking yeah. yow um the to, to be fair to what you're saying can and i've said this too canada had a statue of a former of a shell of a former Hall of Famer in his yep. first year, yep. and last year he had the May, he had the Mitch Kenny experience, which is not as good as the Jimi Hendrix experience, by the no, way. No, um, no, no. But um, so this is the year is that well there are like saying no everybody knows, excuses. which claims everything, and it proves nothing. So there's news. so there's no there's no excuses this year. Like this is this is this is Kenny Loggins. This is it. This is it. Uh, and yes, Freak, I will agree with you in so much as Steelers fans love to hate their offensive coordinators. Oh, my God. We yes. do. Yeah. We do. Yeah. We love to hate the offensive coordinator, but this guy fucking sucks. And until he proves otherwise, he fucking sucks. His um, passing concepts are awful. They are high school. Let me, uh, Mel- Melvin asked. You know, it's a, how, that's how, a good question. It's a good question, and it's something we touched on in the off season a little bit because when we looked at last year's numbers, um, it was it was the Lions, oh crap, and it was one other team 
they were the only ones to improve their their per game Jaguars. scoring. Jaguars, Jag- thank you. Jaguars by, by a touchdown. I love it. Ian's been drinking. Uh, He's calling more. them the Jaguars. Jaguars. So that in mind, the Steelers last year averaged what nineteen a game. Eighteen point like nine. Right. Okay. So in order, <laughs> to, yeah, so, gar- so you're oh, talking roughly like five, five six five. points to get to twenty four points a game. Um, <laughs> they they damn well better be over twenty. Okay. Um, well, hang on. I you know, realistically, like let's just talk about that. They yeah. were at 18 points per game last year right. overall, but, right. but they were better than that the last, what, five, six games. Yes. Yeah. They were. They were at 20 plus. They weren't at 25, but they were 20 plus. Right. All right. So, 18.1. What do you think? What do you think as far as like points per game? Let's just make some predictions yeah. right now. I, based on, I based actually, on the talent on the field. And I think I think the talent is improved, especially along the offensive line, which is huge. No argument. Huge. Yeah. Yep. No what do argument. you guys think? Points per game. So right. I, when when, Mel, when Melvin asked the it. question, my immediate response was they need to score 400 points this year, which in a 17 game season averages out to like just under 24 a game, um, like 23.8 or something like that. But it, you know, and looking back at their history, that. They've only they they've only broken 400 points in a year like three times in the last seven or eight years. So uh, it's not great. It's not gonna seven be times time. in franchise history. Yeah, that okay. they've gone 400 go. or more. Yeah. Now, granted, 17 games changes the calculus a little bit because back in the 70s they were only playing 14 games. But I think. I think 400 points on the year is a is a good number to shoot for. I I, I like Burner's ball. I like the 23. I, I think mm-hmm. that's where they're going to fall somewhere in there. Um, that that's just my thought process. I I think it's too much to ask this team to go from 18.1 up to 25. That's a full touchdown. Yeah. Per game, I, I just I, don't. It's sure it's possible. Okay, I just I, don't. See I, it. I look at I look at the tra- the trajectory of this team last year, mm-hmm. and I look at uh, their favorable schedule. Frankly, early in the year, in particular, and I I think they're going to be about twenty four and a half. Wow. Yeah, I, I really do. Good. I think I and I, I think they're going to light the world on fire and be the NFL darlings for about ten weeks, and then come back down to earth. They're the NFL darlings right now. The, the, they well, will be huge. Yeah, they they kind of are right now because people are talking about them now, like they're going to be a big surprise. And yeah. like I said, I think I think they're going to be the NFL darling for about ten weeks, and then the Browns are going to be three games behind us, but still relishing the fact that we're coming back to earth after Thanksgiving, which I mean, and the Steelers schedule after Thanksgiving is not kind. No, that, that, that it's a brutal and it is uh, very, very difficult. I mean, we, we've talked about it many times. They've got to start. Well, they, they cannot afford one of those. You know, I, I two, think they two, will. Four and four. I, I, I really do. I really think they will. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're going to be undefeated after after 10 weeks. Oh, no, 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 no. But no, no. I think three and start three. I and think one. they're three and one the first four yeah, weeks. I think they're going to be a start. really fun team to watch. Yep. 
I think they might be seven and one, eight and one at the midpoint. And wow. people are going, and they're people are going, wow, oh my God, the Steelers, they're legitimate contenders, blah, blah, blah. And and all of us are gonna go, yeah, but there's some context there, and I really kind of have some doubts. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they can grow into being a contender, hopefully this season, but they're probably a year away. In, and and what, yeah, and you know, nobody's gonna hear us. And I and honestly, we'll we'll buy into it a little bit ourselves and and we'll be very hurt when it doesn't come to I, I want to i want to buy in really i, I mean i do I, how, how do you not watch this offense the last three weeks and and just not be like okay i know it's preseason i know it's second i know two, twos and threes i, I, I want to be excited i, I do know. but i, I but I'm, I'm i'm old enough it's I've the time to be optimistic day. unless you have a mustache like scarps and then you can't well do. That's a, that's I mean, a whole other story. If you want to th- this mustache is more confident than the Steelers' offense is right now. Damn! Two quick points. Yes. Uh, first, if if the Steelers averaged 28 a game this year, that's 476 points, Ooh, which man. is which is 168 more than they scored last year, which breaks down to 10 more points per game. Oh, not 10 more points in one game, 10 more points every single game. So yeah. let's just so let's 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 just chill. But getting back to 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 what you were saying about this offense, before Kenny had a great throw to Deontay earlier tonight on third down, what did we see in those first two plays? That was vintage Canada. It was my, it was vintage it absolutely Canada. Was. And in the regular season previous years you would say oh shit here comes a short of the sticks throw or they're gonna throw a go they're gonna throw a go ball they're gonna throw a go ball and it's not gonna land it landed this time it did against against less than stellar competition so many times did we see ben do that on third so again let's just see what happens week Mm -hmm. one and then we'll take it game by game but to answer the question, they were at 18.1 last year. Mm-hmm. I absolutely expect a five-point increase. So 23, 23 yes. to 24. I, I, to me, that's right. the number. That's respectable. Yeah. To me, yeah. And if they don't, and if they don't, if they don't, and there's no injuries, then Matt Canada has to go. Yeah. yeah. I, I think one, one other point. Um, to loop back to something that was said earlier in the show, and I don't remember if it was Ben or Ryan who said it, um, but I think Kenny, as the leader of the offense, has a really good perspective right now. I mean, he came out in an interview this week and said, this means nothing. He's like, exactly. we have scored. That was awesome. And it was a perfect thing to say. Yes, yeah. exactly. I was like, that is the, like, we say it on this show and we get called haters and we get, you know, like, oh, you're all too negative. You're negative. You're, you're shitting on everybody's parade. And, you know, it's, and like, I get it. I'm a fan. I want to buy in. I want to be excited yes. too. But like, when your quarterback comes out and has the same perspective that we have on this show, I'm like, it, so it cool. gives us some validation that we're like, like, when we say temper it, pump the brakes a little bit. Like we're trying to be realistic. We're fans, but we want to be realistic. The loudest it. of the loud before yeah. Kenny said the loudest of the loud before Kenny said that. We're like, yeah. oh, 
the Steelers are coming, baby. These ain't the same Pittsburgh Steelers. What I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. And then Kenny says, "Listen, it's just preseason, no big deal." They're like, "Hey, everybody, chill the fuck out." It's just preseason. My quarter. That's my quarterback. He is poking. I love it. Spot on. We're back. According to everybody on Twitter, which I don't even know what that means because where did we go ever? Like we, we were never down. I, uh, I feel like the the we're back people are the ones <laughs> that thought that the nine six and one year in yeah. twenty eighteen was like the worst thing they've ever seen. I'm like, never really seen this team suck. Or, so you didn't sit the six, six and, and ten, ten cower year. year. Yeah. Oh, the fucking eighties, oh, man. The eighties. Some of y'all never Honestly. seen Aaron, <laughs> never seen Aaron Glenn return <laughs> two interceptions for touchdowns against the Houston Texans expansion team. I can remember in recent memory was ninety eight. When they were doing pretty well, and then no, they totally imploded. Yes. That was awful. It was that like was the second half of the season was yeah. unbearable. That it was, was just such like a great start. It was it was the the, the Troy Edmonds year, and he was mm-hmm. the number one pick. And like you knew at the beginning, you were like like Cower standing next to the kid, going, "We felt very fortunate that Troy Edmonds was still available." And it was like it was like a hostage video. Like he was reading off a fucking cue card. With a gun to his head. And it was like, dude, you hate this guy. Bill didn't want that pick. You hate this guy, and it's obvious, and you're standing next to him. That's fucked up. At least try to pretend. Come on. Let me uh let me steer it back towards some of the roster discussion because as (laughs) Ian mentioned, Tuesday's the day um that that they gotta cut down. And um did you guys notice those of you that were able to see the game tonight? Joey Porter Jr. did not get in until later in the first half i i was a little surprised we didn't see him sooner um no what what is that i mean uh he's a rook and he's gonna earn his spot he's gonna earn his playing time and they're not they're not trying to give him experience right right. now they're trying to make the guys that they know are gonna play gel no i i i i I I just I think I worry, the other thing I worry too, about the the uh, the view from the fans. That's what I'm getting at. Oh, yeah, he's second rounder. We got to play oh, him. Oh my god, who cares? I think the other thing. Well, I think the other thing too is this is their last chance to see guys in on field action, right? So Joey Porter's making the team. Patrick Pearson's making the team. Levi Wallace is making the team. Now Chandler Sullivan and Elijah Riley are in a roster battle for a spot. Yep. So I think. You know, their their go-to plan might be, okay, you know, first and second now, it's Wallace and Peterson. Then, you know, we need to bring in a nickel. All right, Porter's coming in on the outside. We're moving Peterson to the slot. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to get more looks at Riley and Sullivan because this is their last opportunity to see right. them. Sure. So Great let's Great and let's see how Riley and Sullivan play with Peterson and Wallace out there and how the communication is with those guys who are going to be starters. So I don't right. think it's a knock on Porter. Okay. I think it's a, we want to, ana- we want to analyze. Fuck. I've been yes. drinking. I can't talk. We want to analyze these two guys and how they do in different situations. Say Jaguars again. Didn't we want to analyze these two guys? <laughs> say, say Jaguars. Sound like Borat. Jaguars. Say Jaguars uh, and he- then say downtown. The Jacksonville Jaguars spent the night in the downtown hotel before they played the Stellars. They were at the Fairmont. I saw them. <laughs> the Fairmont. Seriously, uh, 
This guy, so, when he drinks, says Jaguars, and it's involuntary. He involuntary does every Jaguars. fucking time. This That's is a great name for a band. Quick side Voluntary note. Jaguars. I like that. Quick side note, but Ben, yeah, if you want to, if you want a really depressing scene, just go to the Steelers' 1998 oh, <laughs> season God. and take Dude, a look I, at that. That's what I was just talking about. It, it was, was awful. Bad. It wow. was so bad. Like they started pretty okay, and then yes. they just they were, they were so bad that they gave up a hundred plus rushing yards to Kareem Abdul Jabbar, and he was like seventy years old at the time. <laughs> he couldn't even hit a skyhook anymore. Yeah. Uh, he was he was chasing Lanier <laughs> down the court every night, dragging Lanier up and down the court. All right, all right, I've officially gone off the rails. I apologize. Guys. That's good stuff, though. I like. You're that. not really sorry. No, you're not at all. Fucking liar. Uh, so how many corners are they going to keep then? Oh, six. Okay. I think. All right. So I, I think I think they keep 10 defensive backs. Oh. But the okay. question is, all right, so there's, to, to me, and all right, so to me, there's three corners are an absolute roster lock is Wallace Peterson Porter. Pierre probably makes it just because of his experience. And then you've got Fitzpatrick, KZ, Neil are making the roster at safety. Killebrew probably makes it just because of his special teams. teams. So that's eight. Okay. Sullivan. And then, well, and, I think and then he makes it because of teams too, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. But, but then you've got Sullivan, Riley, Norwood, and Robinson to kind Norwood's of. Norwood's on the practice four. squad. Robinson is on the practice squad. Uh, Sullivan, Sullivan and Riley, Riley both make it. Then, I, I mean, I, I believe I, I'm so. Thinking, yeah, I, I think you pick one out of Sullivan and Riley. I, I, all right, let me back up. Sorry. I don't think Robinson makes it. He looked I good in either. camp, but he hasn't looked good enough in games. I, as much as but I'm I a think he, guy, I think he makes the practice squad, the oh, quote, for unquote, sure. developmental squad. I yep. think he yeah. makes it. And they yeah. keep him around. And Norwood, for sure, they want to keep around because he will get a helmet on some days. He played like, meaningful minutes the last Yeah, like somebody years. will yeah. get hurt, and they'll be so, like, Trey, you know the defense. You're coming in. Right. Yeah. So so I think the question then becomes, right, so I think one, I think Robinson's out. One out of Sullivan and Riley makes it, and then it's the other one versus Norwood. So whoever doesn't make it out of Sullivan, Riley – versus I, Norwood for the last roster spot. I think Norwood is on the practice squad and, and basically here's why. You've got you've got uh KZ and obviously Minka that can play free safety. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you've got Patrick Peterson who can play free safety in a pinch. And they've been practicing him there mm-hmm. purposely this year in camp. So I I think that's kind of their emergency plan right now. KZ is definitely part of their three safety set for sure. Keanu O'Neill makes it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that bumps Norwood out, which kind of sucks because he's a pretty okay free safety. But that's really all he does. Right. Yeah. So you yeah. got, you got a guy in KZ who can play free and strong and play some teams and, and makes plays. Norwood's had a very quiet preseason, too. Yeah, he takes chances and he makes plays, where Norwood's more of a a steady guy. I was really surprised they didn't try Norwood in the slot. They probably don't like him as an early down tackler. Mm -hmm. 
And that guy's got to be a good tackler. I mean, an ideal yes. slot safety yep. is like a, a Willie Gay. That yeah. guy was a three-down safety. Uh, three-down safety, excuse Second me. Second time down, around, Willie Gay. A, yeah, th- <laughs> a three-time. Yeah, I mean, and 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 Willie Gay, he 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 grew into that role, right? Yes. But he became that guy. You know, he was he was a good run support sa- um, safety. I keep doing this run support nickel. <laughs> Sorry, I've got a little buzz now. Run support corner, and he was he was pretty good in coverage. Obviously, had a lot of picks, had brought a lot of them back to the house. Yeah, love the guy for that shit. Uh, but he was just a really good kind of Swiss Army knife guy, and that's what you need there. You need a guy who can make tackles. One, and you don't necessarily. I don't give a shit if you tackle the guy by the pinky toe. I don't care as long as he goes down. It doesn't have to be splashy. It doesn't have to be a big deal. You don't have to make big hits. Just need to get in front of him and take him down somehow. Oh, I'm doing some math here. We said nine linebackers outside, inside. And then I believe we just said 10 total defensive backs. Yep. All right. That gets us to 19. That leaves six defensive linemen. That leaves us with six defensive linemen, and as some of the players have actually been talking about this week, there's going to be a damn good football player that doesn't make this team. Yeah, on the mm-hmm. defensive line. So they should look for a trade, but the, at most, all they're going to get is a seven. Yes, and they probably yes. will get nothing. To be perfectly honest, they pro- they probably just have to cut somebody. So, who do we think those six are? Let Let's start with the obvious: Ogunjobi, Hayward. Really? Yeah. You think those, think both those guys are going to make the team? By a small margin. Maybe, depending small margin. on depending on right. Joby's foot, that could be – I don't know. I, I'm just saying that – It's if, a good if, point, Scarps. He could be yeah. one of those IR – be an IR guy. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How long is IR now? Is it, isn't it? it six weeks? Four? Uh, four? I thought it was for four. I thought it was three. They keep changing the friggin' they, rules. I know. Them. They keep yeah, changing the fucking rules. Every and time I, can't I get in my head, then it well, and, a guy and, that doesn't know the CBA. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you can have 16 guys on the practice squad. I yeah, suppose? they have yes. these massive practice yeah, squads. So yeah. you can cut guys with the idea of don't pack your shit. We want right. you to, like, yeah, you, tomorrow we're going to call you and offer you a, a, a developmental squad um, contract. So. Yeah, so uh, Kendrick Green's getting cut freak. You're right. The, the, now, I, I don't, those of you that saw the game tonight, the the NFL Network was running the Atlanta broadcast. Okay, Mini fridge, and they were talking about Kendrick Green as if he was the second coming of of uh, freaking Red Grange. Okay, that, oh, this Kendrick Green guy, he plays center, he plays guard. They even got him at fullback. We're not going to see that tonight. But they've got huge expectations for him this year. I'm thinking to myself, this guy might not even make the damn roster. You know, uh, it was probably I, I, won't make the roster. Let's be frank, right? Won't. Right. I mean, so as, as far that, as those like, defenses, like I, I alluded to before, they they're going to look at at the waiver wire and they're going to be like, "Oh, absolutely. who got cut? What's going right. on?" That's the position I expect them to look for after cutdown. Backup center. Yes. Yeah. What yeah. about Hassan Saucer? Is he making a team or is right. he going to get cut? Because if he gets cut, he is. guess who's getting re-signed in Pittsburgh? Yeah. I, uh, you know, okay. So let's finish the discussion on defense Pass because we, Sorry, we, we've was, got, you know, we know who the, yeah, Same the, thing. the top two are. 
Yeah. Who, who are and, the other four of that six? Benton obviously makes it being a draft pick this year. Absolutely. No, really. Um, there's so. I, he's yeah. played pretty well too. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. I think I think Leal makes it just because he was a pick last year, rookie contract. And he's a Swiss Army knife too. He, he, he plays inside outside. So that's four. Yeah. Um, okay. I think Fahoko probably makes it because he can do things as a nose tackle that other guys can't do. Yeah, he is a run plugger. Yep. He can two gap yes. it. So now, Armand yes. Watts over Montrevious Adams. What about louder milk? You've, You've got louder milk. What Watts about louder chocolate milk? Yeah. Softer milk is not as good I, as louder milk. I would, you know I, mean? I would keep louder milk. I think that's where it's going to go to over yeah. Armand Watts. <laughs> Because you you have Benton, so then Montrevious Adams doesn't get Montrevious, Montrevious Adams, Adams should should be traded away, but he probably won't be. A- Adams probably just get cut. He said this week he he would not be surprised if he yeah you know he was talking about how he likes to work with younger players, and he says I understand if I don't make the team, but a younger guy does, I get it. You know, so, yeah. I mean, you you've got that. Benton and you've got Fajoko, okay, right? So you you've got all your bases covered with those two guys situationally. Right. And Adams is kind of a one trick pony. He's just a, 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 a penetrating Penetrator. interior yep. defensive lineman. And he's not <sighs> super steady. Right. So, so there's your 25. I think so. Okay. I, I really do. I, I don't think that Adams makes it. They should try and trade him. They should start that now. They should, they should already be trying to trade him now. Yeah, and they may have already. Trying to trade know. his contract just for a seven, even a conditional seven. That's okay. fine. Get something so, for it. Um, they probably won't because those players are difficult to trade. Just being honest. Yeah. Um, they'll probably just have to cut him, which is it's fine. So but, that's that's twenty five. We know who our specialists are going to be. We we all kind of agree. Harvin makes punter. We, we know Boz. Which surprises we, me. We I really Coops. thought that punter was. I be thought, good. yeah, the, from everything that I have uh, gathered and from people I've talked to, it, it's one of those situations where when you you bring in competition and the competition is as good, and right. you need it to be better, well, and it's like. You know, I, my understanding is he's not as good as at, at placing the ball. Right. And that, and that that's been kind of and the straw, if you will. He's got a stronger back. leg than right. Harvin, which surprises the shit out of me because Harvin is one of these guys who can squat like 600 pounds. Yeah. So I'm surprised by the fact that he doesn't have as good a, you know, Harvin doesn't have a good, as good a leg as him. But uh, apparently he's not as good at, at placing the ball as Harvin is. Right. And the Steelers place a lot of value in tons. That. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I honestly, I talk- Danny Smith's been around yeah. forever. I'm not going to question his acumen. I'm just not. I, I mean, I know that you chewing. know. I will question his gum chewing too, yeah. but that yeah. gives him character, so I'm fine with it. Yeah. I talked to the beginning of camp about directional punting, and I think yeah. the other the other factor with Harvin is that you have to remember the punter is also the holder, and it's yep. who is Boswell comfortable? Who's he comfortable with, with? the ball for him? Exactly. Yeah. And that, that cannot exactly, be uh, discounted. You are uh, so right. If we go to the offensive side of the ball, let's get the two positions that are really so easy out of Scarf, the way. Does Scarps have to take a piss or what? Pee, Probably. get a beverage, something. Uh, quarterback note before he left? He, he, did, he did. He did I'm not. I'm looking through the private chat right now, and he didn't leave a note. He'll be hearing. Do I just tell everybody if I gotta take a piss or get a? Yeah, you, what a fucking Scarf, you have to leave a note with to... HR. Um, we need to know every hey, time Scarps, you're away you gotta from take your a desk. piss. You're supposed to ask Mark for permission. Um, this is not Dunder Mifflin. 
anyway, quarterbacks we know: Kenny, Mitch, Mason. All right? Really? Are you we sure? Kenny, I, I wait, wait, wait. Are, are you sure Kenny's going to make the team? I am confident that he will eke into the team. Yes. All right, that's that's good. Running backs. Najee Warren McFarland has done more than enough in my book. Marlon is McFarland is a nice little scat back in my opinion. I know people yeah. don't have a lot of faith in him, and I get it. Yeah. It's been a few years. I he's growing on me. He I, he's he's showed a little bit of of durability this year that I haven't just seen. That it, he, his he's, burst, his burst. Yeah, oh yeah. When he gets into the hole. Yep, is it's better. better. It's just better. It's I mean, better. Last he, year he was like, it was like, dude, what did you not work out this year? What the fuck? What are you and, doing? And he can and he can take a hit and not just go down. He 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 bounced around yeah. a little bit better this year. So there's those guys. I think we're gonna see Connor Hayward as your fullback. Fullback. Yeah, uh, obviously he's gonna play everywhere. So now let, let's go to the tight ends first because I think that's pretty cut and dried as well. I think they'll keep three. Um, yep. they'll, they'll keep Gentry. They'll keep Washington and obviously Fryermuth. Um, Pat, Pat Fryermuth's probably made the team too. I, I yeah. think he's done enough. Probably. Um, and, and, and then we get into the offensive line. Let's go there. This is tough. This is tough. I'm okay. not going to lie. Do we, we want to talk wide receiver? That's a little easier than offensive line. Okay. I'll do that. Do you I, I do feel wide like... receivers first. Yeah, I feel like receiver, you got Johnson, Pickens, Robinson, Austin have made the team. So yep. it's really There's down four. to either Boykin or um, Olszewski for the last spot. Please, baby Jesus, make it Miles Boykin. Please. Yes. Please. Oh, yeah. Please cut, Gunner. That's that's a wasted $2 million. Please fucking cut him. If they keep five wide receivers, then it, you're right. It's Boykin versus... Olszewski and I I have to think well okay here's a question if Calvin Austin suddenly doesn't have Tomlin's confidence as a punt returner then who's the punt returner if Olszewski's gone Deontay Johnson Anthony McFarlane I I, does McFarlane return punts why would why would you learn how why would Austin (laughs) not have why would Austin not have Tomlin's confidence as a punt returner. Hey, all it takes is one one fumbled punt return. That's true. One you know, flub, right? Just one flub, and and right. I, I so and I it, hey, get out there and try to feel the punt sometime. Yeah, it ain't, people think it's a it piece of cake. That easy. It ain't easy. It ain't that it's easy. Fun as hell though. It is fun. I will agree with Scarps on this point. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's fun when you don't Shagging have people barreling down on you, but um, or kickoffs. God, right. I used to get yelled at like because the inner kickoffs ki- are difficult. But the I, inner kit, the inner kid in me would like walk across the field to like actually do business and like fucking uh, fucking Brad Wing or Barry would blast one, and I'd be walking <laughs> across the field and be like, "Yeah, fuck it." Yeah, like whatever. <laughs> and my boss would be like, "What the hell are you doing?" I'd be like, "Fucking living life, man. That's what I'm doing." Jagging <laughs> punts, man. Did your boss actually get mad that you caught a punt? Oh yeah, there's many reasons why I left there, but he I, was probably the main why. one. Come on. Why the fuck would he even care? Live a little, man. You we're know, not gonna, because we're not mention names. because you know, because you know. Yeah, we're not going to mention names. Yeah, because um, you know, well, you know, somebody so, might somebody might be watching. 
So are we, we guys? Are we in his a, feelings hurt? I, I, whatever. Maybe, maybe. Are but we yeah. in agreement that that the fifth wide receiver? It's between Boykin. It's between Olszewski. If they keep six there, then it's a no brainer. They just keep Olszewski. Or yeah, they're not the keeping six. I don't think but so yeah. either. Um, Put Olszewski on the practice squad. <laughs> he might be. You might be able to sneak him. I on mean, somehow. honestly, they have these gigantic fucking practice squads, and it doesn't seem to matter anymore. How much experience? How much experience you have? They're like, yeah, well, we got to wait for that one. You you used to be you couldn't have more than one year of experience. That was a long right. Oh, the rules have ago. changed drastically since COVID. That was a long time ago. So by my count, that puts us at fifteen, right? All right. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to the offensive line. So does Are that mean 15? that we're going to keep? Yeah. Oh, hey, wait, 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 wait. Twenty-five on offense. Right. So am I missing one? Three quarterbacks. All yeah. I'm saying is three running you're backs. At Fifteen. Usually they keep nine offensive linemen. That, that that's why I'm twenty-four. So maybe they will keep. Maybe they will keep six. Keep six wide receivers. That, that's where I'm going. See. Or see. maybe they keep a seventh defensive lineman. Right. Or they don't have to keep twenty-five and twenty-five. Maybe right. they keep Montrevious Adams to do nothing on Sundays. Why the fuck would they do that? I don't. Or they finally get Aaron Rodgers here. That's what's going to happen. Four quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. Because you know he can throw the ball over them mountains over there. Or or Deshaun Watson. <laughs> There's no. so many Steelers. Uh, do you fans remember that? Do you remember that? How many people want? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I do. I do. And those same people like talk shit about him now, like yep. he's a fucking oh, yeah. asshole and a the same ones that wanted him. The same ones that wanted him. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, oh, yeah. you are so full of shit. So like, before we you, get way off here, if you wanted that guy, you sac- you immediately sacrifice your rights to criticize him ever for the rest of his career. Done. Done. Uh, offensive line. Uh, we've got a starting off. We, we know that it's Mason Cole. We know that it's uh, Daniels and Somalo. We know that it's going to be Dan Moore and Chukes. And then, of course, you got Bryderick Jones. There's six, right? Okay, timeout real quick. Yep, 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 yep. A quick, a quick, like, shout out to Mason Cole, who when they signed him last year, we yeah. were all like, dude, why the fuck did they sign this guy? Look at his tape. He's terrible. He's been pretty okay. He's been a, he's been above board. He is he not be- he is not outstanding. Nope. But he's been pretty okay. He's been steady. And he better and not get hurt. I agree well, with you, Scarps. You are so exactly fucking right. Going. You are so <laughs> right. But where I'm going with it is this: just just a shout out to that guy who we we were like, "Fuck, this is like Sean Mahon all over again. This is gonna be awful." Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. I, I, and he's been yep. he's been really steady. He really has. So, but anyway, going on, Mark, those are your yeah. six. So that's six. Nate Herbig. Now, again, as Scarps pointed out earlier, he, he's got a shoulder injury. Uh, Tomlin has played it off as it's not significant. It's not a big deal. But if it is, then that creates a roster spot. Um, but for now, we'll put him on the roster. That's seven. <sighs> now what? Uh, you got a you got a very versatile rookie in Spencer Anderson. Yeah. Um, there's no 50, way it can be Raven I mean, Clark. I mean, fifty three is fifty three is making this team. It's four games uh, if after you're placed on IR. It's four, four games. games. Right. Four, so okay. so, I, so I think there's there's two spots to talk about here. There's yeah. the the offensive tackle sort of swing spot mm-hmm. between Clark. 
Dylan Cook or bring in a free agent, which haven't wait, seen wait, those wait, other wait, two wait. guys Time play. Out. Time out. Sorry. How many? How many? How many tackles do you think they're going to keep? Four. Total. Well, you think four three, really? Three and like a swing tackle guard kind of player. Okay, that's fair. Right. So, so that takes out like, Clark, like a Joe Hag type of guy. Yes. 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 Joe Hag. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's actually I, decent I, when we had to bring him in that one time. Joe Hag was was good when he was, was a Steeler. I, I I was really disappointed, honestly, when they cut him. I was like, this is again a guy who wasn't great, but yeah. he was he was good in the role that that he filled. Did, did yes, yes, and he um, could he could play four positions. It was like, why do you? Why would you do that? Why? Yeah. Anyway, oh, whatever. Yeah. Moving on. Right. So so LaRaven Clark can only play tackle, right? LaRaven Clark is a right tackle only and he's terrible at he's, right tackle. Right. He's he's not so part he's of the gone. equation. He's and gone. Gone. Good at what literally he does. the Raven. <laughs> right. So William sucks. Dunkel, I think Dunkel is done. Yeah. Okay. Um so I think Anderson got, kid's got a decent uh, shot because of his right, versatility. Well, and, Anderson yeah, on yeah. the inside. I, we didn't talk, we're not talking about inside yet. Inside okay. is Dotson, Green, or Anderson, but outside yeah. is Clark, Cook, or somebody wait, 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 from wait. the outside. Anderson has played every position along the line in preseason. He has. And in camp. He has. But He's we don't I get we every don't know where they position. prefer him, but you know. But but I think what this all goes back to is who's the backup center. If Mason Cole goes down, yeah, who's going to and, and and honestly, this is kind of where I was going before. It's like they're going to keep a guy along the offensive line that they're going to cut the next day and sign somebody else. Right. I, I am 100%. It's either going to be offensive line or corner that, that they it's bring like, in. Who you know. is that? I mean, I don't. I would love to see them sign a slot corner the next day. That would be oh. fantastic. Yeah. But I don't see that happening. So do that get that would get us our fifty three if they go ten across the offensive line. No, they're gonna they, go nine. Well, if they go nine, then that opens up. That's gonna open up another spot, either at like let's for say, a wide receiver, receiver or, a, or a defensive lineman or something. I think or a special the, teamer probably. Yeah. <laughs> the drunker we get, and the longer we talk. Uh, <laughs> I think that I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I think. Shut that, up, Ryan. I think that. Uh, <laughs> You could have I, I could see Gunner and Miles Boykin both making it. You know, you're mm-hmm. really hurting my feelings right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I maybe I'm with I you. hate Gunner. I I'm with really, you. I think it's really fucking. I think there. that's gonna happen. I, I put more faith in Gunner making it than I do in Green making it, but I can see both of those things unfortunately. Green's not making it. I don't yeah, think so either, but on. yes, he is. I, you think Kendrick Green's gonna make the team? Yes, if I, I were a betting man, I would say no. Will it surprise Scarf me when he thinks does? That he that Kendrick Green is going to make it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I mean, so that's who, our... else is, who else is going to be yeah. the backup fullback? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, is Casey Kasem ready? Yeah. Oh. Let's just. It's time. It's Boy, time. Ready. We've nailed this. <laughs> Off-season shit. It's time oh, to go. Have we? When are we doing? When are we doing? Uh, the, well, I think our next season predictions is that next right. week or the week like, after? We got like two weeks. Two right. weeks. Seventeen days from game. tonight yeah. is the opener. Okay, so we're doing Today. we're doing season predictions in two weeks because yeah. next week I'm not going to be here. Oh, okay. well, thanks for letting us know. Cheers. It's totally fine, and I don't, I'll, I, do don't worry. I'll check in and tell you guys your assholes. Right. That's what I do. So. Two weeks from tonight is season predictions. 
So we'll have to come up with something for next week. Okay. But two weeks from tonight's the NFL kickoff, right? Yeah. No. Two yeah. weeks from tonight's is, yeah, is the NFL kickoff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, see, why, why does Dan do this shit? See, that's he's, why Ben can't make it next week because he has his fantasy. He's antagonizing. Track. That's no, all. No, he's not. Yeah. Because Dan plays fantasy football. He's one Yeah, of and he guys. knows you don't. He no no he's like he's like uh, you know I I played fantasy Good football night, because I played Dungeons and Dragons when I was a kid and okay. now I have to play fantasy football instead. Were you a warlock or a totally fine? Uh, it's whatever, you know. Uh, nah. And ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to bring into the show the late great oh, Mr. Boy. Casey Kasem, late great dead Mr. Casey Kasem. What late means? <laughs> Casey's coast to coast. American Top 40. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was August 24th, 1979. Our favorite correspondent, Ryan, is once again back with us this week, and he writes, Dear Casey, I'm happy to report that the cower stash is in full swing. Casey, there's a fine line, and this stash absolutely crosses it. Perhaps I have that dog in me after all. However, <laughs> I definitely don't know ball. And speaking oh. of don't know ball, Casey, everyone is an analyst nowadays. If you have all 22 access, then you know ball. Actually, you don't. I myself am no no ball expert, but I don't claim to be. How many times over the past few years have we seen these so-called analysts break down a play and they completely get it wrong? And then a current or former player calls them out and they double down on their incorrect assessment. Casey, that would be like me telling Bruce Springsteen what he should have done on Born to Run because we play the same Fender guitar. (laughs) Making mention of Bruce Springsteen, I've always been a fan. One thing that I've always admired about the boss is that he does such a great job of writing songs about the working man and working in a factory, even though, according to him, he's never had a real job. (laughs) Hmm, that reminds me of somebody. Maybe Matt Canada? (laughs) (laughs) When you do such a great... (laughs) When you... (laughs) When you do such a great job of bullshitting people, eventually they buy into it. But I can clearly differentiate between the two. After all, only one of them was born in the USA. (laughs) Casey preseason is over, and despite the success of the offense, I remain skeptical. It's going to be a long couple of weeks before we... Ryan, I'm going to stop you right there. I appreciate you writing to me weekly, but I got to tell you, moving forward, you need to be you need to be more positive. Don't bring me down. Well, look at that. We're on the same page. Up eight <laughs> spots this week to number six. Here's the Electric Light oh, Orchestra off their album Discovery with "Don't Bring Me Down." Bruce, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. the- oh, that was outstanding. We, we made so many Bruce Springsteen connections in that. <laughs> that was. I, I know. I mean, I'm thinking. Wait, the ball is 79. Oh my god, that was I'm so just, good. Shit. <laughs> Oh, oh man. Reference. That was a Love good one, it. Ryan. Yeah, that was great. Holy that was, shit. Oh, God. 
okay. Well, hey, thank you everyone for being here. Thank you so much to Variety uh, Sports Network. Thank you to Deck Roofing Incorporated. Thank you to uh, Bradshaw Bourbon. Bradshaw for Bourbon originating who we love. our studio, and of course, you know, just being them. Uh, anyway, we'll be back next week. Steelers uh, don't play again until no, or excuse me, September tenth at one p.m. They will come to you from the big Heinz Acrisure, whatever the hell you want. It's Heinz. Fucking Heinz. Everybody's got an opinion. You know what? It's a fucking stadium. They'll just show up at one o'clock. In any case, uh, for Ben, for Ian, for Scarves, this is me signing off on the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck. And thank you, everyone, for sticking with us all off season. We love.